Mr. Kalbach. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to the month of May, one of the month series on operationalizing your compliance program. And this month, I will focus on the use of your human resources function to help you operationalize your compliance program. This month, my sponsor is Advanced Compliance Solutions. Advanced Compliance Solutions is your one-stop shop for all compliance-related services. Uh, Advanced Compliance Solutions has a new, exciting service offering called the Compliance Alliance, which is a three-step program that will provide you and your team a background into compliance and the FCPA so you can consider how your product or service fits the needs of the compliance officer, the compliance practitioner, and the compliance professional. It includes a boot camp, a podcast series, sponsorship, and an in-person training. Each section builds on the other and provides your customer service and sales teams with the knowledge they need to have intelligent conversations with compliance officers and decision makers. When the program is complete, your teams will be armed with the knowledge they need to sell and service every new compliance client. Interested people should contact myself, Tom Fox. In the evaluation of corporate compliance programs issued by the Department of Justice, there was a section on incentives and discipline. This spoke directly to the need of the HR function and compliance or several other uh, parts of the evaluation which speak to the integration of compliance into your HR function to fully operationalize your compliance program. Each day this month, I will be exploring a different way for you to operationalize your compliance function through the HR function. I hope you enjoy this series. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening. Day 18, promotion to operationalize compliance. The role of the human resources in anti-corruption compliance programs is often underestimated. If your company has a culture where compliance is perceived to be in competition or worse, antithetical to human resources, the company is certainly not hitting on all cylinders and may be moving towards dysfunction. Another way you can operationalize compliance is HR's involvement in employee promotion. In prong eight of the evaluation of corporate compliance programs document, it asks the following question. Have there been any examples of actions taken, promotions or awards denied as a result of a compliance and ethics consideration? If you go back to the 2012 FCPA guidance, it expounded further. Make integrity, ethics, and compliance a part of promotion, compensation, and evaluation process as well. For at the end of the day, the most effective way to communicate that doing the right thing is a priority is to reward it. Conversely, if the employees are led to believe that when it comes to compensation and career advancement, all that counts is short-term profitability and that cutting ethical corners is an acceptable way of getting there, they'll perform to that measure. To cite an example from a different life, a different walk of life, a college coach can be told that graduation rates of his players are really all that matters, but he'll know differently if the sole focus of his contract extension talks or decision to fire him is his one lost record. In other words, make compliance significant for professional growth within your organization, and it will help drive the message of doing business in compliance. In an article in the New York Times, Adam Bryant, in his corner office column, interviewed Sally Smith, the chief executive of Buffalo Wild Wings. She had some very interesting comments around hiring and promotion that would seem a very good way to think through the operationalization of compliance through promotion. 
One of Smith's cornerstones is to search for the best person for any open position, whether through external hire or internal promotion. At Buffalo Wild Wings, they use the phrase, wait for great in hiring and promotion. When you have an open position, don't settle for someone who doesn't quite have, quite have the cultural match or skill set you want. Wait for the right person. And I would say within the compliance function, this is uh, at, as critical as well. You don't want someone who does not have the compliance toolkit and skills in a position that you might hire them for. There's some different uh, skills which Smith uses to help make such a determination. She assumes anyone she visits with has technical competency. So she wants to know what the person is about. What are their values? What are their ethics? How does all that relate together? Passion and curiosity are other areas that Smith believes are important to probe during the promotion process. In the area of passion, Smith will often ask, what do you do in your free time? If you're passionate about something, I know that that passion will be brought to the workplace. Curiosity is equally important because it helps determine whether a prospective promoted employee will fit into the culture at the next position. She looks for curiosity because if you're curious and you're thinking about how, how things work, it not only fits into the corporate culture that she's established, but it also uh, brings a type of person who will continually advance the ball, who will look for ways to do things more efficiently, who will look for ways to do things in compliance and ethically so that the corporation can move forward as a whole on all of those fronts. She often asks, what book had the greatest impact on them? She'll inquire about job assignments that went off the tracks. And because you can really find out lots of different information about people by asking about a failure, and more importantly, how they responded to a failure. All of this, of course, is very important for the compliance practitioner and, more importantly, for HR, because it's going to be HR that implements many of these in the hiring practice. By asking questions about compliance, you can not only find out about the candidate's thoughts on compliance, but you can also begin to communicate the importance of compliance and reinforce that throughout the process, even if this is a promotion and more particularly so if this is a promotion. It gives you the opportunity to more fully communicate the company's commitment to compliance. Once again, if you think through the life cycle of uh, employment relations, it's pretty clear that multiple HR touch points are at every point. Obviously, many people understand the hiring touch point, but the promotion touch point can be equally powerful because here you have the opportunity to reemphasize and reinvigorate the message in compliance. But think about the phrase, wait for great. If you have a high-risk position that you are hiring for, why not wait until you have found someone who is will do business ethically and in compliance with your company policy for that position? If you're going to hire a salesman for West Africa, Central Asia, the Far East, or unfortunately now Brazil, which has, as of Q1 in 2017, has the highest number of companies uh, with open investigations are all around Brazil, 
if you're going to have a salesperson in one of those countries, uh, excuse me, in uh, Brazil or China, which is number two, uh, you should have someone who does business ethically and is attuned to the compliance rules and regulations of your company. So what are today's three key takeaways? First of all, I would ask you, has your company ever denied a promotion or an award to an employee due to that employee's ethical lapses? If so, then you need to document that. Because once again, if you haven't documented it in a regulator's eyes, it's never, it never happened. But take the flip side. Say you have not denied a promotion under those circumstances. That could be equally problematic for you because it may show that you're just promoting people without considering a compliance component to the promotion. Number two, use your promotions to reinforce your company's commitment to compliance and ethics. I cannot emphasize enough the life cycle uh, of employment relationship for every employee with a company, and promotions is a key one, yet one that is not utilized or even thought of enough for an employee going forward. So you take the opportunity to reinforce the message of compliance through the promotion phase. And three, should you wait for great? Well, if you're promoting into a high-risk position, uh, you may want to do that, and that may give you some insights that you previously didn't have. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for joining me on day 18, and I hope you'll join me tomorrow for day 19 of one month to better compliance through HR. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of One Month to Operationalizing Your Compliance Program through the use of your HR function. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I hope you will rate it on iTunes as it would help our ratings and also get the word out about this seminal one-month series that I'm doing in 2017. Also, if you have any questions, please feel free to email me at T-F-O-X, that's T-Fox, at tfoxlaw.com. Finally, I hope you will join me again. This is Tom Fox. Thank you again for listening to this episode. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.